imagination is a beautiful thing. We should tap into it a lot more um, and we should honour it as well. Hello listener, my name is V, the voice of Pod, and I am the host of Podcaster. Podcaster is a show where I ask podcast creators a number of random questions. Then they give spontaneous, open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created. Hello Podcaster. Hello. Please introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners. My name is Alex Holmes. I'm a writer, author, um, emotional resilience coach and podcast host. And my podcast is called Time to Talk with Alex Holmes. Thank you for joining us, Alex. How are you today? I'm fine. I um, had a bit of a rough morning, had a, not that great a sleep. Um, woke up with quite a bit of um, negative reflection and emotion towards myself, but um did I do something called a loving kindness meditation and I kind of reconnected with myself a little bit so I'm just having a bit of a gentle day um giving myself space to be heard and to hear myself and to be present and to show up fully are you ready absolutely great let's begin why did you decide to start your podcast I decided to start this podcast because I was going through a really rough time and um, I wasn't feeling that I was kind of connecting with my emotions in the way that I wanted to and I felt like I was really alone. So I went about trying to speak to other people about how they felt about things, about work, about burnout, about mental health, social media, cancel culture, all of that stuff. And I kind of pulled it into um, a new feed that I created um, and yeah, I started speaking to men about their mental health and their emotional well-being and their spiritual well-being, and it just grew into a, into a space where I was just speaking to everybody about their journeys, why they do what they do, what makes um, a good, not necessarily person, but how we can lead with more compassion and um, and courage, especially in the world that we live in today, um, and the voices that we have and the way that we show up um, for ourselves too. So I think it's super important um as well just as a, as a message that's what I was putting out um so I sat down and thought I want to I want to do this um and yeah the vulnerable side of reaching out to people to come and join me on a podcast that was relatively new back in 2018 um was very very scary but um but here I am really trying what do you hope people will learn from listening to your podcast i hope that they will learn how to show up for themselves fully, um, how to be human, that we all make mistakes, that we all have um, elements of ourselves that, you know, that we're learning and navigating through. No one's perfect. Perfection is, you know, a fallacy <laughs> doesn't exist um, in a sense. So um, I want people to understand that they are not alone. I want them to know that they can be courageous, that they can extend and show the compassion that they need um for themselves and for others and that you know life is an intentionality and we can really step out and and, and change the mold and be who we want to be in the space so um that's what i really want for people to take from it um and i'm hoping that that's what they take from it when they listen as well as some laughs as well <laughs> in what areas of your life are you settled 
That's a very interesting question. In what areas of my life am I settled? I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. I am consistently in flux. Um, you know, it's one of the 12 spiritual laws that I follow. Um, I'm consistently in flux and I'm not necessarily settled in any particular place. I'm just um, going with what what works for me at this moment. Um, trying new things, stepping into new spaces, making new friends, meeting new people, connecting, um, having varied and very different conversations with amazing people as well and learning a lot about myself, where I am, who I am, how I show up for myself kind of moving away from self-abandonment and self-betrayal and kind of stepping into new space. So I guess if I was to say I was settled in anything, I'd say I'm settled in my sense of self um, and my purpose. Um, physically, though, I'm just like, I'm just cracking on and um, just just going with the flow and just moving with the ebbs. What makes you laugh? Children. Children make me laugh. They out of the word out of the mouths of babes, and they um they are our future. They are hilarious. They have the most um the the most the most brilliant takes on things. Um, children make me laugh the most, but also I love people that don't take themselves so seriously, but also can you know, can make observations very well. And that's what children's do. Children don't take themselves seriously. They make super funny observations. And um they're the things they're the they're the things I they're the reasons I do a lot of the work I do. And I um would be remiss without them. Children are the funniest, funniest beings on earth. Reality or fiction? Very interesting um opposition there. I put them both as one in the same. Reality doesn't, you know, reality is different for everybody. And sometimes fiction can be our biggest realities. So I would say both, but um, we create what we want to create when it comes to reality. And, um, you know, for some others, it's, it's, a, it's a deep fiction. For others, it's a, you know, it's, a, it's, it's real life. So yeah, I would say both. Um, you know, I probably lean if lean towards fiction, if anything. Um I love stories, I love creating stories. Um, so yeah. When did you last feel guilty? When did I last feel guilty? I think the last time I felt guilty was I tried to I've I've been in a process of re, of deep self forgiving for a long time. So whenever the feeling of guilt crops up I tend to navigate myself through it um quite a bit so I can't even pinpoint a time when I felt uh, when I felt guilty doesn't mean that I didn't feel like you know I would, I would I could kind of move through that and I wasn't trying to um be mean to anybody for example but it's um I think it comes with uh, memories of the past and how we relate to stuff. I speak to a lot of people and I speak to myself a lot about how we treat our parents and how we forgive our parents and what that looks like for us. And um, I I, um, I think that sometimes the, the, the misconceptions and the preconceptions and the previously held ideas that we have of our parents can make us feel quite guilty. 
and um and even shameful to an extent um and i there are there are days where i um navigate and really balance through um my my own kind of negative thoughts towards my parents and um the how could use the why did you the you should have and um i kind of check myself quite quickly because it's the first time for a lot of parents the first time they've had an adult boy in this way an adult man i guess and um an adult child and it's the first time they're navigating through, through things and you know the experiences that you have when you're a child are very different to the experiences that they saw when they were like a parent of you and they're probably mid to late 30s and as somebody who's entering into his 30s pretty soon um i have deep compassion for them um so i tr- I, I guess a pang of guilt comes when i start to think about them and what they've been through and kind of my my inner child stuff really jumping out and being like i need i need i need this but um i think those are really the places that i kind of that, sh- that where guilt really shows up for me if I was coming over for dinner tonight, what three courses would you cook? Tonight? Um, I What I would cook for you, V, would be... I would start with... So my favourite Caribbean dish or Caribbean snack food is our saltfish fritters, right? And I love making them. They're just my favourite thing. Um, so I'd kind of start off with that with a bit of sweet, um, sweet chili um, dip. So you can dip into all of that and you can kind of get yourself ready. There'll be rum punch on deck. There'll be fruit punch if you're not into the alcohol. Um, there'll be water too if you really don't want to be about, about that sugar life. Um, so you've got that. The main dish, I would do one of my sweet potato, chickpea um, and mushroom curries. And um, I would kind of, I, would, I think I would actually use pita bread or naan bread, actually, with that, thinking about it now. Hmm. That have to be decided under the day. So TBC on that. But um, And the, for a dessert, um, I love apple pie. Apple pie and an ice and a vanilla ice cream. Can't go wrong. Cannot go wrong with that at all. So that's what will be there for you. And... Um, yeah, we will uh, we will indulge and have a deep and meaningful conversation and laugh as well. <laughs> How wild is your imagination? Very. It it transcends me <laughs> so much. Um and I put it down to all the fiction books I read growing up. Um just I lived in I wanna say young fantasy, young adult fiction, yeah. Young adult fiction, I spent a lot of time there. I daydream a lot. Um, presently, I'm even looking out my window and kind of trying to keep myself from fading in because I really have been focusing on there's, there's a few, there's a magpie um, couple outside and they are consistently fighting the pigeons and squirrels. And it's just a very, very amazing story that I've been creating in my mind for them and the dialogue. And it's just where I go when I need to really check out of stuff um and the magpie is back um i don't know what it is doing at the minute it looks like it's scouting the territory and the perimeter because i feel like they're creating a nest somewhere um so uh yeah i i I, you know my imagination goes wild over certain things but it's rained in um every so often but i love 
I love the power of imagination. Um, imagination is a beautiful thing. We should tap into it a lot more um, and we should honour it as well. Money or fame? Well, I don't want fame. And money is not the be-all and end-all, I guess. But I would say money because money does help um, help you do things. So I would say money. Do you read your podcast reviews? Oh, no, not uh, they get sent to me on, on something called Chartable, I think. Um, and they get sent to me every time. I don't read them. I get people, I, I, I really ask a lot of people to go and um, leave them. And I just trust that they will hear or do it, you know. Um, but no, I don't read the podcast reviews. And the one, but the ones I have read um, have been amazing. And um, yeah, I think that there were some, there were some critical, critical ones at, at times, but more to do with the audio than the content. Um, so that's always good. <laughs> what was the last album you listened to? Um, I the last album, I don't listen to albums like that, you know, V. I don't. I listen to individual songs and I run through the ones that I like. Um, I think an album is a bit too much of a commitment. Um, I think the last album I looked at, I want to say it was uh, Snow Allegra's um, latest album. Um, but Spotify might tell me something completely differently um, because Spotify d- decides a lot about what about what I do um apparently so if I go to my recent listens yeah um the last album yeah it was Snow Allegra um I listened to I've got like four songs from her uh those feels again album and um and her latest single so I've got I want you around whoa find something find someone like you um love like that though when she dropped that album i loved it uh dying for your love is her 2020 single so i've been listening to that as well i listen to that when i really want to get into my feelings um i'm always in my feelings i'm always somewhere i'm, I'm a deep r&b head so um but yeah like i think snow allegra's album is the one that stands out the most for sure is it better to go with your head or your heart Tricky question. I always say your heart. But they should really be connected. I don't think they're separate. I think we have fostered a disconnection in them. Um, but I really think that they're connected. And I think I've been working really hard to connect my head and my heart together. And um, trusting myself um, is a huge thing. So I think my kind of wide and knowing um and inner trust connects my heart and my head together um so i would always say the heart but to say the heart means the head at the same time do you compare yourself to others oh absolutely um that was a huge contribution to why i was feeling so low this morning because i was um quite uh i was comparing myself quite a lot to to other people and their successes and their podcasts and their engagement and their stuff and um, again as I said I had to do the loving kindness meditations and really get into my mindfulness and really think about how I'm treating myself at this time 
in order for me to, to to do the best job and the best thing that I can do and just be the best person that I can be um, because I only have me. It's only me um, that is with myself 24-7. So comparing myself doesn't make much sense. I mean, there's always it's always good to have competition and to be able to kind of know how you want to improve by, you know, looking at other people and saying, okay, I can do this, I can do that, I can do this with my content, I can do that with my my show or whatnot but um you know to be obsessed with it and to really make it affect how we see ourselves and our own self-worth and our value um is so detrimental to how we how we see ourselves and how we grow in the in, a, in this current society um so i'm consistently unlearning um those patterns um so yeah i do but i'm consistently learning and unlearning who I am in the space and what it means to be me. Um, there's enough, as what did, what did Oscar Wilde say? Um, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember word for word, but he says something along the lines of, um, what a brilliant day to be you because there's enough of everybody else. Do you have any recurring dreams? Hmm, I don't, I've only ever had a recurring dream once. <laughs> that makes no sense. I've had one type of recurring dream that has happened one time does that make any sense i don't even know if i'm making sense basically to think of i had a, the one day and the next day i had this, the same dream um as if it was like a part one and part two of a series or something um i yeah that was that was very much about how i'm looking after myself when you have dreams about babies and um and and it tends to be you that is looking after the baby um it tends to show up in how you are looking after yourself and really how you are caring for who you are and um the new version of you um i had a two-parter with that and that was very important for me because as i stepped into um writing my new book and publishing my new book that came out on the first of april and um and doing all of the and creating the new lane for the podcast and the new sense of um conversation that was coming from it and what we and what I'm doing with it and how um and who I'm becoming um I'm moving away from so much the materialistic and really tapping into who we are as spiritual people um as spiritual beings and what that means and how we relate to one another and as I was stepping into that space and I began to began to really ask myself just how am I looking after myself and how am I letting go of the of the old of the old me and pushing and, and in the, the version of me that I am becoming and kind of creating room for that person to really show up. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I spent a lot of time, a lot of time doing that and that, and that showed up in my dreams as well. But there's also one thing as well. I always have this really weird uh, dream of lion, of a one lion chasing me through an abandoned building. So can't remember what that means but that was super scary because lions are frightening i'm scared most in reality i'm more scared of tigers than i am lions but both will kill me so um that's not really a rational fear but in the dream it's always a lion it's usually a white lion don't know what that means cat or dog so my personality is cat i think I think I'm a both person. 
I feel like I will have a cat and a dog once I move into my own place and have my own things. Um, I think a cat or a dog person. I love cats. Cats are really fun and funny. Dogs require a lot from me, so I would need the time and space to actually be present for the dog. But I feel like cats can just kind of crack on with their own stuff. So I would say cat in this instance. Yeah, but I'm as active as dogs. I love being able to run with a dog or ride a bike with a dog or go out and walk this dog and stuff. But um, I would say cat because it means it's kind of less work, isn't it? What three episodes of your podcast would you recommend to new subscribers? Okay, so episode 130 of my podcast, um, where I spoke to Roman Krisnarik, and we talked about how to be a good ancestor. He's got a book called The Good Ancestor, and he's got lessons in there um, about how to be a good ancestor, how to have long-termism thinking, um, how we can really be the best for the future generations that we have, whether that be our own personal lineage or the lineage of the, of humanity as it stands. Um, he makes some really salient points and I, I really enjoyed that conversation with him. He's really, he's really good. Um, so I'd say check that one out. Um, another one would be Eddie S. Cloud Jr., which coincidentally is 131. Um, and he is an, is an academic in America. And we had this conversation prior to uh, Biden's um, inauguration in um, this year, earlier this year. And um, he was talking about how America is on the brink of a civil war and how that is going to be, um, you know, instrumental to the way that we um i see ourselves growing growing through and becoming um you know uh you know better citizens for the world and better citizens to one another and being better for one another so um yeah he had an amazing we had an amazing time in that conversation and he also talks about how well we talked about specifically how men um kind of show up for ourselves and uh we 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 struggled and how we struggle as black men as well to kind of enter into enter into a space of um what's the word enter back into the home where we actually have uh to kind of present ourselves as our full selves when we're back home with our families and stuff because we spend we spend each day um fighting outside and then we come home and we kind of relieve all of that onto, and all that emotional baggage and all that pain and trauma we relieve it onto our family um and you know the his book um begin again is our reflections from james baldwin and um we and that conversation that part of the conversation came up because james baldwin in the 80s i want to say or the late 70s had a conversation with a poet a woman called nikki giovanni and nikki said you know like there's a lie that black men tell they go outside they wear this mask they present themselves one way to um their white managers their white bosses the the people that are oppressing them outside and then they come home and they are like they are you know relieving all that anger that stress that burden onto their family whether that be abuse beating um you know neglect all of that stuff 
And she was basically saying, when you come home, lie to me. Make sure, lie to me. Why can't you lie to me? Um, why do I have to be the one to, to, to take all your burden on you? I want to love you the way that I want to love you. And you are not allowing me to love you because you're not even telling me. You're not even presenting me with the same courtesy as you present everybody with outside and the safety that we require. So yeah, it was a very interesting conversation um, that we had with that one. And I want to go further back and um, and have a conversation. Um, I had a conversation with a man called Ted Bunch back down in episode 84. Um, and they, and he, and we talked about, you know, how we can, how we can be better, man. He's, he's, he, you know, has a toolbox. He has this company. He's a co-founder of a company called A Call to Men. And, uh, he basically talks about how we can be better men, really. Um, how we can kind of like move away from using homophobic slurs and um, homophobia as a tool to control men into, into, into toxic behaviors um how we can be better men for women um, and i would say that episode actually him in particular was of huge impact onto the, the work that i do and why i believe that we need to show up for women non-binary siblings trans men and women girls um children across the board um the people of different abilities why we need to show up in the space and be there for them um as men and how and why we need to expand the understanding of what masculinity is and spread out. Because I've always been of the opinion that we need to move from the very small idea of masculinity, like just this small fraction of the huge spectrum of um, what masculinities are. So I think we need to really have that conversation and step into that space as well. So those are my three episodes, I would say, to to do episode 131, 130, and 84. You're also a resilience teacher. What makes somebody resilient? What makes somebody resilient is their ability to observe new, um, very difficult experiences and situations and how they deal with those things and how they react to that. Um, a difficult situation is something around um, you know, stresses at work, anxiety, vulnerability, grief, um, how those impact us and how we react to them. Um, those are the things that make us resilient. Um, we, we, as men in particular, we are very, very, very unemotionally resilient. We don't know how to navigate those emotions. There was a study um, that I read um, recently whereby a lot of the meltdowns that happen in work are by men who don't get their own way. Um, and, you know, they express anger when, when projects aren't met, when deadlines aren't met, when ideas aren't taken on board, um, when things don't go the way that they are supposed, that they feel that they should be supposed to. And it's a very childlike experience. It's a tantrum. It's a, I want this now, I need this now, blah, and everybody suffers. Around that. But at the same time, you have the same men calling women over-emotional. You have the same men telling boys, um, stop being like a girl and man up. You have the same men um, um, really belittling people. I've had these exact experiences at work. I went in 
to um I went into um you know a, a very intense um profession as a prof- as a as a mainstream journalist as a in a national newspaper um was treated quite poorly with regards to kind of who I was in there as a black man in a predominantly white space where they were very very upper middle class people with nepotism all over the place and I was alienated for most of the time um I wanted I was paid less so I went and challenged the fact that I was paid less um and we had to have that I had to have that conversation with somebody the other person that I went in there with we were both on a diversity scheme she was having the same experiences um and they said the exact same things that I said to the managing editor at the time and she was told that she needs to stop being emotional about stuff um these are the kind of things but when I went there and I was like yeah I'm upset this is what's happening they could see that they could they could kind of push that aside and um and the like so it's very interesting how you know we are how we kind of navigate that when it comes to masculinity and how we kind of put that on women at the same time so I work with men to kind of really become more compassionate first and foremost use compassionate listening um navigate embodiment so where the where our where the stresses sit and where our main stressor points are um and I and I'm a health coach as well so I also kind of like work with the nervous system and really really challenge that because it's usually more than one situation but I also try to uproot where they are and kind of give them the tools to kind of push to where they are going in particular so um and I do this by group coaching so I um speak to several I try and I'm I'm in the process of opening up my registration to come onto my men's closed group coaching so that they can um, between six and ten men for six months we're going to sit down and we're going to really get to get into the nitty-gritty of what it means um, and building up that courage building up that compassion becoming emotional warriors and really learning how to how to be in the space and challenge and um, navigate that when it comes to your family when it comes to your work when it comes to your personal life when it comes to your friends all of these different things. So those are the things in a very long-winded answer. These are the things that make people resilient, how we show up for ourselves, how we speak to one another, how we react when things don't necessarily go our way and you know, questioning whether things should go our way um, and how we emotionally regulate ourselves and how we can build up the tools to do that for ourselves when we're not necessarily in the coaching um, process. That's all the questions completed. How did you find the experience? I feel like I was in an episode of The Circle and um, I wanted to say, like, Circle message. <laughs> um, I love that. Thank you so much, V, for being there. Um, but I couldn't see your face. So I would have loved to, to see what you look like and chat to you. But yes, um, it was amazing. It was really good. Uh, thank you for the really insightful questions. Um, it got me thinking um, and it's lifting me out of my funk this morning so thank you thank you again Alex for being a guest on Podcaster it was nice to meet you nice to meet you too thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster if you haven't already please subscribe, rate and review you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterPod 
This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care and until next time, goodbye.